Hello, welcome to Metaphysical Correspondent, the show that deals with current events and societal change from a metaphysical perspective. I'm Patrice Kamens. This past weekend was Labor Day, a time to support workers everywhere. For many of the elite, intelligentsia, media and professional class, financial titans, marketing execs, doctors, lawyers, and cosmetic dentists, it does not seem like Labor Day belongs to you, but rather the underclass of blue or pink collar workers, service sector employees, or human cogs in the gig economy. And in the immediate class distinction level, this is true. Unlike a large portion of Americans, you probably own property, have a 401k, good health insurance, and can take a vacation or indulge a hobby. Your children attend good schools and you're building up their college funds. You likely feel entitled as you do work hard for your money, but can't even countenance having to worry about paying your bills or limiting your consumption in any way. You are lucky that you can attend yoga class, meditation retreats, and feel woke to what's happening in society without ever having to endure the actual pain of racism, sexism, or classism. You are not the average American that candidate Andrew Yang wrote about in his book, The War on Normal People. I likewise aspired to be one of you and succeeded briefly in inhabiting your world. Yet the apple has a hard time falling far from the tree. On a related and explanatory note, I must confess I went to a Bernie Sanders rally in 2015 and walked away depressed. Not because it wasn't stimulating or enthusiastically supported by the crowd, but because it reminded me too much of my working class roots. There was a large crowd that definitely dwarfed any Trump rally, over 11 or 12,000 people filled with college students, nurses, teachers, disabled citizens, workers of every stripe, with a few leftover Marianne Williamson for Congress supporters. Sarah Silverman was the MC, and Bernie's speech was standard old school leftist talking points. That's what depressed me, that we were still talking about minimum wage, gender pay equality, health care, education, and in 2015, more people were still struggling. And the deeper denial was that I was not one of them. I mean, I had graduated from a Severn Sisters College, attended Ivy League classes, had worked in glitzy corporations, and aspired to the upper middle class. I had escaped my background, and I wasn't going back. But life had other experiences in store for me, and thanks to a decades-long Pluto transit, I lost my job, marriage, home, family members, and resources in a slow downward plunge. I am back to where I was at the age of 21, at least without the student debt. Why I bring up my story is that I think there are many other first-generation college graduates who came from poorer backgrounds and made it slightly who would like to think they climbed out of the working class. In some cases, those people voted for Trump. And for the most part, I blame myself for my personal and professional outcomes, as I should, but fail to understand the pervasive undermining of a system of generational wealth and power, corporate exploitation, professional aggrandizement of sociopaths, which likewise prevented the possibility of my ever becoming truly successful and fulfilled via the myth of the American dream. Yet the gifts that were not valued in corporate life sensitivity, intuition, compassion, shyness, studiousness, served me well in my profession as a counseling astrologer. And now, working with clients of many different ages and backgrounds, one familiar issue is women returning back to work and finding their options very limited or non-existent. And whatever job does turn up, the person is underpaid, underappreciated, and generally humiliated by the experience. 
wisdom or prior life experience, and these women were former professionals, count for nothing in the current paradigm of quick turnover, false expectations and promises, and lack of loyalty or responsibility by employers. Women are penalized for taking time out for raising future American citizens and healthy contributors to our society. And they are the lucky ones for being able to temporarily leave the workforce. This goes to the issue of emotional labor and its perceived value in our society, which is zilch. Those Americans in the caring profession make the least amount of money, whereas the predatory and sociopathic corporate raider is elevated and rewarded for his or her careless and cruel behavior in service to increasing GDP, which we know includes such industry as debt, incarceration, debt servicing, pharmaceuticals, military, toxic waste removal. Going back to class issues, it's easy to live in a bubble of upper middle class luxury and think you are not a working class person. Yes, the surface perks and lifestyle maintain the illusion of success and autonomy. But if we expand the notion of working class past simply a certain income level and move the lens out farther, anyone who works for a corporation or company, however lofty, is still at the beck and call of the owner, boss, board, and can be fired without warning. You are still a worker whether you flip burgers, change bed sheets, or fill out expense reports. You are more shielded from immediate despair and devastation, but you still do not have control over your future. This is a change from the old corporate or company model of a job for life with pension or retirement benefits. Ha, that's a good one never to be seen again in our current corporate dystopia. And granted, even if corporations extended some loyalty, it would only be there for a certain chosen few. And this is amplified even more so by the coming AI takeover where both blue-collar and white-collar jobs will disappear. Andrew Yang's aforementioned book illustrates the swiftly approaching future where many people will no longer be employed due to AI and machine learning. Your skills are not exceptional as you think, and most of us will be easily replaced by robots. Hence, Bernie's message, Warren's, and Yang's agenda are worth getting on board with, and this addresses the plight of the everyman, a Virgo archetype. In honor of Labor Day, a Virgo holiday, if there ever were one, we must consider how we fit into the upcoming automation age and what precautions and support we can put into place. Bernie Sanders, not uncoincidentally, is a Virgo, and I will attach a link to my three-year-old article on Medium where I speak of him as the conscious candidate. I did outline what could have been an unexpected twist at the 2016 Democratic Convention, hoping that Sanders might have gotten the nomination against all odds. That it would have been the positive expression of the Uranus retro transit at that time. But alas, the surprise was of the negative sort, the hacking of the DNC emails and attendant fallout. And clearly, we must reconfigure the definition of labor, what constitutes it and what has value in our society. As we now know, those jobs which provide emotional labor, mother, wife, housewife, caretaker, counselor, single father, nurse, do not hold high value in our society. Yet this work is what keeps us or makes us human. And on the other end of the spectrum, Jeff Bezos, whom Warren Buffett and Jamie Dine dubbed a genius, is an individual who would rather indulge in his man-child dream of moving to the moon. Why is it that these billionaires, or in the case of Bezos, trillionaires who made their money through exploiting infrastructure and tax loopholes, want to escape Earth rather than make the planet a better place? It is the same exploitative imperialist mindset as Great Britain and Spain in the 1600s and the U.S. in the 20th century, not to mention Trump's irrational scheme to buy Greenland.
I want to see one of, one of these great businessmen really transform society by connecting with his human caring feminine side and put his attention toward helping to balance inequality rather than continue to perpetuate it with adolescent toxic masculine fantasies of leader of the pack. And no, we don't need Amazon, the package delivery service. While it may make our lives easier or allow for more compulsive buying, we certainly can live without Amazon and its negative effects on small businesses, retail workers, and small town local commerce, which has been devastated by internet, the internet giant's incursion into our shopping lives. But what we do need is the Amazon rainforest. Hence, not the worst, although in practice probably so suggestion when Bill Maher proffered that Jeff Bezos should buy the actual landmass ecosystem known as the Amazon. With all the data available to technocrats, they have failed to realize the most intelligent source of wisdom, the human heart. So no matter their biometric, psychological profiles, brain scans, sorting through buying habits, they're still missing an important piece of information regarding what it means to be human. Virgo speaks to humility as well, a quality anathema to sociopaths. While we need new leaders, they should not be of the old variety of vanity, domination, and submission, but rather those of a willingness to work with and for the people. The service of Virgo is to a country and planet of equals. So we all got to put our heads down and do the unglamorous work of, as always, healing ourselves of previous trauma, clearing our programs, connecting to like-minded individuals, and joining in collective movements that lift everybody up. Kardashian culture is dead and gone. Trump is the tail end of tawdry glitter. Modesty, serving the underclass are all necessary values to saving the world. While we have yet to see if another spiritual leader will arise on the level of Jesus, a Capricorn, although really probably a Pisces, Buddha, a Taurus, the third earth sign triad is Virgo, grounded in the divine feminine. So she will come when we've opened our hearts to a more compassionate way of being. So time for the everyman Virgo to rise or else there will be no man. We cannot count on the spiritually bankrupt diseased minds of corporate leadership to bring us out of their created mess. No matter what Jamie Dimon and his cronies say, you can't solve the problem with the consciousness that created it. That's Einstein, and we would do our best to put our faith in humble public servants rather than private overlords. I thank you for joining me today, and I invite you to subscribe to future Astrocasts. Please follow me here at Anchor FM, or on Twitter at MetaphysicalCO2, or on Medium at Metaphysical Correspondent. Today's music is courtesy of Purple Planet. That's www.purple-planet.com. Remember, the tide that lifts all boats is consciousness. I'm metaphysical correspondent Patrice Cannons.